Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 73 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. This is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today we're going to be reviewing a video by Danny Silk uh, and Loving on Purpose entitled The Three Types of Relationships. And as you guys no doubt know by this point, I'm a huge fan of the work done by Loving on Purpose, Danny Silk, um, his daughter, um, he and his daughter do a podcast called The Kylo Show. Highly recommend every principle, every illustration in that show. I'm not going to claim to disagree with him hugely on any issue in particular. Of course, there's no one person in the entire world that I agree with on everything except for Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that um, it's flawless, but I'm going to say that uh, all the work done by Danny Silk um, is well done for a number of reasons. Uh, he comes from a healthy uh perspective of seeing the world in the sense that he is a believer. Uh, so obviously, as a show for young believers, this show is going to 100% support that. Um, he's also got years of counseling experience. I mean, years. He's done this for I don't even know how long. Um, just I widely respect the the advice that he gives because he really zones in on personal responsibility, accountability, um, taking responsibility and fixing your own problems instead of blaming other people, becoming a powerful person, um, exercising, exercising and creating healthy boundaries. Uh, he's got a r- lot of really, really good stuff. Um, but I also like that just the fact that he's simply investing in relationships in the, in the, in the Christian world, because a lot of times we are too focused on other things. Um, we're, we're fo- focused on expanding the kingdom, which we should be, but really p- a large part of expanding the kingdom of God on earth is ha- and happens through relationships. And that's something that we have uh, kind of left by the wayside in favor of, you know, evangelism or preaching or, you know, a ministry in a broad, uh, broad scale mass sense. So I think that it's, uh, his, the work he's doing is definitely needed because the, again, one of his most famous sayings that he repeats weekly on the Kylo show is whole healthy, whole families are going to save the world. And we just could not agree with that more on this show. I mean, that is where if you want to change the world for the better, uh, Mother Teresa would say, go home and love your family. We would 100% agree with that. That is the, the, the family is the smallest building block of society. It is the smallest unit of health, as Wendell Berry would say, um, for a culture. And you have to fix that if you want to solve 
big problems on a grand scale. So I really appreciate the work that Danny Silk is doing. I, if I would have to guess, I'd say I'm going to agree with 99% of what I hear in this video, but let's just jump into the video and see. It's not always how we behave in relationships. All relationships don't have that sense of ownership and responsibility moving towards them. Occasionally, we end up with a, a powerless person meets a powerless person. And so two powerless people are really battling out responsibility by trying to get the other person to take responsibility for how they're doing and what they're bringing to the relationship. So it, it sounds much like it's your job to do my half of us. It's your job to make me happy. It's your job to calm me down. It's your job to uh, make me love you. It's your job. And so powerless people have this belief that the world around them is much more powerful than who's inside of them. And so they're constantly looking for things that they need to, to gain control of and to manipulate so that they'll be all right. Uh, the idea that uh, you make me something. You make me angry. You make me miserable. You make me uh, feel great. Is it's it's like it's like I have a controller, you know, and I and I and I point it at you and I say you made me angry and you made me miserable. Like now think about it for a minute. If, if I had a if I had a remote and I was going to control you with it. I would never pick mad at me. You know, if I, if I was going to make you something, I would never make you mad at me. That would not be one of my, my choices here. I, I would break that button off of there. I would always pick, you love me. You are happy with me. You, you are, you, you think I'm amazing. If I had a control, if I could control you, you would think I was amazing and you'd be in love with me and everything would be great. See, I, I don't control you. See, I, I, I don't make you mad. I don't make you happy. I, I don't control you. And that is so true, guys. That principle that he just pointed out for you guys. If the, if the way the world worked was that other people controlled other people, um, there's no such thing as personal responsibility. It's always somebody else's fault. So if you're always saying you make me angry, you make me miserable, it's because of you that we're in this situation. It's because of you that this happened or this happened. Then there is no such thing as personal responsibility. There is no such thing as you doing anything wrong. There is no such thing as anything uh, on your end that isn't up to, to, to snuff. It's always somebody else's fault. And that is a worldview of blame. That is a worldview of uh, basic selfishness. That's a worldview of intentional blindness. You're not, there's no self-improvement possible there. There's no growth possible there. You're always um, giving somebody else the burden of growth, the burden of change, the burden of responsibility. You're never taking it yourself. And that is something that just kills relationships so fast because um, if, especially when like in this situation he's describing, if both people are doing that, if both people are being powerless and saying that it's the other person's uh, fault that they're in the situation they're in, then nobody's going to change themselves and therefore nobody's going to get better and the relationship is not going to get better. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. So it's just a really vicious cycle to be caught up in. And so I'm glad he's pointing it out. And again, I'd say he's going to go down the line here. He's been talking about powerless people who are dating or married to powerless people. And this is what the situation he just described is um, describing that he might, let's see if he talks about powerless versus powerful people when they're, when they're in a relationship together. But powerless people actually believe this is how the world works. They actually believe it's somebody else's job to manage them. 
I've done lots of premarital counseling, and when I sit with a young couple or any couple that's considering getting married, and I, I ask the young man, I say, tell me about her. Tell me what you love about her. You're like, like just, just what? What do you love? What do I love about her? Like, well, I don't know. Oh, she's hot. You're like, okay, she's hot. That's good. We'll give you that. What else? Tell me, tell me what you love about her. Oh, no. Well, you know, I don't know. I like the way I feel when I'm with her. I feel so awesome. I feel amazing. I don't know what it is. I just feel so awesome when I'm with her. And so, I don't know. I, I love the way she loves me. That's what I love. I mean, it just makes it so easy to love her because she loves me so good. I go, okay, all right. So I walk over to him and I put my hand on his chest and I look at the girl and I say, run away, run away as fast as you can, girl. Go, go, go. This boy thinks you are cocaine. I would, uh, I, I kind of have a interesting thoughts about what he just said there. He started off with the whole, uh, well, well, she's hot. That's the one reason I like her. Um, and I would actually, he made that guy sound stupid, but I, as I've said before on this show, I think it's extremely important that you are attracted to your spouse, the person that you're marrying, the, your fiance need, you need to perceive them as hot. Otherwise, uh, you know, if you're just friends going into marriage, I don't see that going very well. I don't see that as a good idea. So I would not, uh, paint that dude is stupid for thinking that his wife is attractive or his soon to be wife is attractive. So I, I, I don't know that I would go with him there, but, um, what he said after that was, I love the way that you make you make me feel awesome. So that's what I'd like about you. Um, if that's the best that you can come up with, <laughs> um, to describe the, the strengths of your significant other, I would say you probably have, uh, not done the digging into their character or perhaps the digging into who they actually are. Cause there's a lot more to them that you should be in love with, but uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, obviously your fiance should make you feel very loved and valued and treasured. So, and that, that's who doesn't like that, right? Who, who wouldn't be attracted to that in another person? Uh, you know, I, in the relationships that I've been in, in the past and the, in the relationships that I see that are very healthy because both people love each other and care about each other so much, that is an attract, they, they are, they do like that about each other, right? You wouldn't want your spouse to not care about you. You, that wouldn't make you feel very well at all. If your spouse wasn't attracted to you, if they didn't, you know, make you feel like they loved. I mean, if they didn't make you feel loved, that wouldn't be very, um, that just wouldn't be a good situation to be in. So I wouldn't, I don't know that I would say it the way he did there, but I'm sure he, as I said, he's had many, many years of experience counseling people. So, um, there are people out there who perhaps he's seen this as a red flag as a problem for them. So I wouldn't want to ignore that for sure. Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode it won't be long girlfriend before you are a controlled substance all right see it's not your job to make me happy it's not my job to make you happy but powerless people really are projecting responsibility out there for what's going on in here 
And then we have powerful meets powerless. And now powerful people understand something. They understand that the, the choices that I make in life determine the quality of my life. So I'd better get good at making good choices because I'm going to be living in those tomorrow. I'm going to live in the consequences of how I decide. Powerful people understand that it could be raining all around me, but it can be sunshine in here. And so my thoughts, my beliefs, my emotions, my actions, my habits, my character, those are formed in me. And then I bear fruit of that. Well, you got a powerful person who's carrying that around and they all of a sudden they walk over and they look at this person and there's this person sitting there. They got their gray sky going. And the powerful person knows, hey, I got sunshine. I brought sunshine with me. Here you go. Here's some sunshine for you. And the, and the powerful person says, wow, how'd you do that? You just made all my gray go wet. Well, tremendous. This is amazing. How'd you do that? Well, it's because of what's going on inside. And I got enough for the two of us. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Wow. You know what we should do? We should like maybe get married. And then you could do this all the time for me. Oh, but that'd be special. Well, you know what? I, I think I could do that. I think I could. <laughs> and what he's describing here, I think, is like a... Uh a savior complex, which I kind of relate to. Honestly, I like the idea of being able to uh, meet somebody's needs, right? And here's where I would disagree with him if he's saying this, but I don't think he's saying this. If he's saying that both parties should have no zero needs in a marriage, and if he's saying that um, both people should be unable to help each other because they should already be self-sufficient in and of themselves, then I disagree with him because I think that a healthy whole marriage um, both partners are able to step in and meet needs that they see in each other, right? Because they're loving, they're able to serve uh, in an area where they see their spouse maybe falling short or needing a, a shoulder to lean on. Uh, they're able to step in and provide that, right? If you don't need anybody, you're not in a healthy place. I would say even even God himself um, ex relies on himself. Like it, the God is a trinity, right? Father, Son, Spirit acting as one, uh, serving one another, dependent on one another. Um, you know, even one of my favorite films called The Shack, there's one scene where God is actually uh, at the dinner table with a man who has just gone through some horrible life situations. And they've, they've just finished eating dinner. They've all been talking together. And um, God the Father says, um, well, I'll take the dishes. And Jesus steps in and says, well, no, I'll go ahead and do the dishes this round. You go out and show, oh, I'm sorry, it's the other way around. Um, Jesus says, I'll take the dishes. And God says, no, I'll take the dishes this time. You go out and show this gentleman some of your handiwork. And uh, just the idea there of having desires, yes, but being able to um, serve, being able to um, negotiate, being able to... Um, basically exists in a relationship is something that I find very appealing. Since God does that, we need to model that in our relationships here on earth as well. Right? You do want to, you don't want to have all your needs met. You don't want to have, be completely self-sustaining, self-sufficient, autonomous. Those are not things that you should be striving to be. What you should be striving to do is enter relationships, right? Enter relationships, protect connection, um, and serve in those relationships and in those connections to meet the needs of others. That's what I think is healthy. Uh, but what, what I think he's saying is sometimes you will have a person who is simply never learned how to strengthen themselves in the Lord. They've never learned how to be happy. They've never learned to be joyful. 
And because of that, they are always gloomy. They are always sad. They are always uh, look complaining. They're just full of despair, uh, hopelessness. They do not see anything good in the future. And suddenly someone comes into their life who has a positive outlook and that blows them off their feet. You know, they're like, wow, that's absolutely amazing. I want some of that. You should fix my entire world. Um, and what that does is that places one person in a role of complete consumption, no service, no contribution, and the other person in a role of uh, being constantly the one who is responsible for, responsible for the happiness of a marriage, which obviously that would not be a good situation to be in. So I totally agree with him if that would, if that if that's what he's saying, which I'm sure it is. Could work harder on your life than you do. And here you go. You have the makings of codependency. You have the making of a dysfunctional relationship because one person actually believes they can control another person, and the other person thinks it's your job to do that. And so it's it's tempting, but it's destructive to think that you are going to actually make another person happy who doesn't know how to make themselves happy. The goal really is that we have powerful and powerful. Two people in a relationship that are committed to high levels of respect and responsibility. I require that I bring high levels of respect and responsibility to this relationship and I require the same from you. And if you come in low, I'll let you know. Yeah, that's good. That's where he ends this video here. Um, I would say I totally agree with that, that, that it's super important to have uh, powerful and powerful people. What I think the only danger is that I wouldn't want people to take what he's saying here and uh, take it to mean something that it doesn't, is I wouldn't want them to um, replace the word powerful with um, self-sufficient or um autonomous because I do think that it is important to acknowledge that you do have needs and that those needs are not always designed to be met by you, right? You're not supposed to be completely able to um, do everything that you need by yourself that otherwise nobody would ever need each other. Relationships would not exist. You are designed to rely on other people um, and other people are designed to rely on you. That is where service comes in. If, if nobody needs anything, if nobody ever asks for anything, if nobody, um, if everybody has everything they, they need, then service becomes impossible. And, or, well, not really impossible. It just becomes not needed. So why do it, right? Service is possible because there's a need, right? Service is possible because somebody needs something that you can step in and meet. And that is, that is beautiful. I would say that's what Christ did for us. Uh, we were wallowing in need. We were wrong in dysfunction. And perhaps that is a poor example because we're obviously in the wrong there. And uh, Christ is obviously in the right. But it, the point is he met that need for his bride. Okay. And we should do the same for our spouse. When there's a need, you step in and you meet it. Okay. It's that, it's your duty. It's your privilege. It's your prerogative. It's your job. It's your joy to do so. It's your joy to meet that need. No, how, no matter how painful it is, it's actually joy. It's actually fulfilling for you to meet the needs of other people. And that's what I would say. Um, even powerful people have needs. The difference is that powerful people know how to take to take personal responsibility as well. So they're not always making you fix their problems. They're working on themselves very hard. They're developing themselves very hard. They still have needs because to be human is to have need. But and they they would I mean obviously they're going to rely on you to meet those needs as well, which is awesome. But the point is they're working on themselves too. They're not making you do everything. They're not making you uh, responsible for all the problems in their life. That's what he's talking about here is in uh, codependency, the last the the last combination of powerful versus and powerful powerful and powerless person put together in a marital bond. 
that doesn't go anywhere good, like he said, obviously. So I would just draw that distinction there. Make sure you, when, obviously it's a good goal to have two powerful people in a relationship, but powerful does not always mean, and in fact, it should not mean that there is no need on either party, right? <laughs> it should not mean that, um, each individual in a marriage needs nothing from one another. That, that's, that's not the case. Because if that were the case, again, service, um, love would not be a thing. Give it, there would be no giving, right? Because if, if there's no need, there's no possibility for giving. Okay. So that's what I would, that's what I would say in closing. But I just highly rec- recommend everything Danny Silk talks about, especially his more recent work with, uh, the Kylo show. Good night. There is so much good material in that podcast. If you guys have not listened to any of those episodes, highly, highly, highly encourage you to go check that out. Um, he does it with his daughter, uh, Brittany Serple again. Um, Brittany and Ben Serple do a lot of counseling as well. They've kind of followed in their father and father-in-law's footsteps, um, which I think is a really amazing, beautiful thing to kind of that multi-generational family business principle of working together as a team in order to bring a service to the world, expand the kingdom of God, uh, et cetera. So I really think that it's a beautiful thing what they have going over there at Loving On Purpose. They have several books, Keep Your Love On, Culture of Honor, lots of good uh, books to check out there as well. So highly encourage you to check that out as well and hopefully maybe one day we can get danny silk Brittany, and ben on this podcast for an interview i would highly highly enjoy doing that obviously that would be a dream come true so i will get right to work on making that happen for you guys because a lot of you a lot of our listeners have actually come to us come to restoring rapport through uh, danny silk and loving on purpose the ministry that uh was started in bethel redding and um Jesus Culture Sacramento. So uh, hugely, huge fan of that, a huge fan of all the work they're doing. Some of my cousins have actually uh, been out there and uh, grown so much under the teaching of Danny Silk and, and ben, uh, Bill Johnson and Chris Valentin and all these amazing people who founded such awesome things like Moral Revolution and just all the California ministries. There's so many of them, guys. And they're all kind of connected. And a lot of you have come to this Restoring Report podcast through those ministries. So we just could not be more grateful for them and the work that they're doing. I'm just such a fan of everything they're doing there. So uh, be sure to check them out if you have not done so already. And as always, if you have enjoyed the content in this episode, reach out and let me know what you thought through the link in the show notes. And and what you're going to do there is you're going to click the link. It's going to take you to a page where you can record a voice message. It's super easy to do. You just push record, uh, say whatever you want to say, either thanks, uh, feedback, um, telling your story, anything that you want to do there. I love to hear your voice. It makes me feel super connected to my audience. It makes the podcasting system two-way. I get to hear from you. You get to hear from me. Uh, it's just a great system all around. So highly recommend that you reach out to us through that as well. You can also follow us on social media at Restoring Rapport on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.